Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest episode of Brothers of Blood with Phil and Jay. I'm Phil. This, uh, with me is Jay. I'm Jay. <laughs> that is Jay. <laughs> and today, we're going to talk about 1986's The Fly, directed by uh, David Cronenberg, uh, also a screen credit as well, uh, screenwriting credit, as I mean, and starring uh, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. And, uh, and really... And it really does star Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. There are so few people in this movie. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I, I, I seem to recall it being a bit of a, for lack of a better uh, term, a bigger movie. And not necessarily like a Jim Cameron bigger, but a bigger movie in scope. And it is uh, it is not that. It is incredibly narrow in its presentation. It is. It, it, and, it, and, it, and and I think is a testament to the performances, of course, of them, that, that basically Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum hold this movie. Um, yeah, and, and the other guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stathis or Stathis, the most ridiculous name in the history of film? <laughs> I have that note because I have to say, I, you know, I, I understand this is based on source material. I get that. And I'm sure there were lots of changes made. Uh I, maybe that's from the book, but who the fuck? Why would you name your character Stathis? There's nothing overtly uh, ethnic or or bizarre. Like there's nothing that shows in his face that that they would have this bizarre. Name. Well, why would you just call him Steve or or, or, or Rick? He he's, he's definitely yeah. looks like a Richard. Yeah, uh. I, don't, I, just, I don't get the name. I just I, I was bumping on it the whole time. He actually looks like a little thin, uh, a thinner, younger Richard uh, Mazur. So, you know, I feel like... Uh, a little bit, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, uh, right away, I just a, thought, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an awful name. And when you have basically three main characters, and one of them is named Stathis, it really, <laughs> it really just draws attention. And I got to also say about that guy, uh, fuck that guy. He's... he's <laughs> So terrible. Like, he's an awful uh, person. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have notes that I just wrote next to his name, like, four times in this movie. Monster. <laughs> like, this guy is an animal. And every time he has a scene in the movie, I, I write down, what a monster. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, so, yeah, just a weird, like I said, just kind of a weird character with a fucking weird name. And... Uh, <laughs> But but it is a, a very small movie, and I and I have to say, um, there's no fucking uh, fat on like there's no uh, uh, bloat when it comes to like it takes five minutes to get the premise <laughs> and yeah. the pods on screen. So yeah, you're, you're that meet cute is literally the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> The I have a couple thing. notes around that. Before we get into that, though, let's just talk a little bit around when, uh, if you recall, uh, the first times or some of your early memories with this movie. Uh, I feel like it's been around forever, you know, oh, certainly yeah. in our lives. I mean, I don't remember the specifics. I remember watching it again very young. Uh, I think it was in June. Do you remember it was June? No, I'm just kidding. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it young, uh, probably around the time it came out. Uh, I would have been about 12. Uh, you know, when, when as soon as it became sort of available, I'm sure it was rented by the irresponsible parents. Um, or right. You know, it was right up our alley. And I, I, I mean, um, 
for me, uh, I was always interested in science, science fiction, that kind of stuff. So the idea of the the computer with the telephones and, the, and I, the, the the theory, the gene splicing, all of that on its own was cool. Um, uh, so I remember I was drawn to it immediately, and of course, being a fan of of, of horror movies, uh, especially you know monsters, <laughs> this one comes with a pretty good one. I mean, uh, uh, so yeah, I I've always been a, a sort of a big fan, but but uh, as I see it now when I'm older, I I can appreciate the fact that, like I said, this is this is very much carried by by its leads. Uh, there's there's very little else going on except this story. So yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I mean, I uh, what I remembered of this movie, I was trying to think back, and and I think even more than my memory of the movie is certainly the memory of the trailer. And so that was probably either on a video that we had rented from. Uh, you know, video biz, uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, classic video store. Um, but I, what I remember is, be afraid, be very afraid. Uh, I remember that uh, trailer, whether it was the TV spot or a trailer on an old tape, or maybe even from the movie. But that is probably my earliest sort of memory of of the movie itself. Uh, you know, I was seven uh, in '86. I probably saw it maybe a year later uh on the rental but uh, you know and i i, I want to say you know these are early days but uh i was always uh less scientific and more uh gore centric it seemed and <clears throat> the idea of the makeup effects and sort of you know some of the uh, uh the early horror movies that i was watching sort of the nightmare on elm street and things of that nature with you know just such uh, amazing uh, makeup effects, uh, Friday Four, certainly Savini's work in that. And, and so I remember thinking in this one, just how amazing that transformation was. And, you know, looking back now, you know, 30 years or whatever years later, it's, uh, it holds up pretty well. You know, there's it a couple of scenes where it's clearly a guy in a suit, but, uh, but those prosthetics and that makeup really, really uh, stuck, uh, stuck, uh, stuck out in 86, 87, 88. Uh, should and probably well, mention that they are the Oscar-winning uh, makeup effects. Uh, they did win the Oscar for the uh, for for that transformation. Uh, I think it, it, the makeup holds up amazing, and I, I also think uh, Jeff Goldblum. To be honest, I really feel like they may have you know missed out a, an opportunity to give him an award because his, his he can he's acting through that makeup. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, fantastic! Like it's a fantastic performance, um, and it's certainly one of his old, earliest ones. And you can—it's funny because it, it's the 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 gold bloom stammer, which is my my favorite uh, aspect because he's he, he uses it in everything that he does. Uh, is so like when I was watching this movie again, I thought, "Wow, there it is, it's fully formed. It's exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, you know, I was. I, I had a thought. I, I I couldn't remember, but I feel like I may have watched, or we may have watched Transylvania Six Five Thousand <laughs> before this movie. I think that may have been my introduction may have been. to to the Gold Bloom. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It's 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 astonishing to me that there. I mean, I, I recognize certainly the the bias towards the genre film and so forth, but this performance is the movie and. A movie that can be not only uh, this popular, you know, it made a ton of money, 
uh, also this good, engaging, captivating, you know, engrossing. Those are all really, uh, it's all on Goldblum. And Gina Davis's character obviously has like a grounding to her. You know, she's the one that sort of stays the most uh, sane, for lack of a better term. Uh, But this movie is a a, a Jeff Goldblum showcase. And in the end, you know, the Oscars, it really probably could have gone, you know, if they really thought about it, because in in, in the that Oscars season ended up going to going to Paul Newman uh, for the color of money, a bit of like a make good award. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. But but uh, Dexter Gordon uh, in Round Midnight, you know, Bob Hoskins in Mona Lisa, which is an amazing performance uh, uh, in a great movie. But you know, William Hurd in Children of Lesser God, and James Woods in Salvador. And so, you know, he really has an opportunity. You would have hoped that uh, they would have some because uh, the performance is brilliant. I, I don't know what else we can really say about it other than it's flawless. Uh, the only thing, I mean, the only thing that I kind of look at, I don't know if it's it's colored by the by his by his current uh, aura. You know, there is a certain a certain uh, uh, thing about Jeff Goldblum now than you know, but back then nobody knew who he was. Um, yeah, but I, so I don't know if it's his reputation. But I watched this and I thought the only thing I don't necessarily buy is he's almost playing this scientist as as a rock star. Like he's got a swagger to him that I don't think yeah. I've ever seen in a scientist. <laughs> so well, you, you don't see it again for eight more years when he shows up in Jurassic Park doing the exact same, exact uh, same, yeah, persona. Exactly <laughs> but I, but I'm sitting, you know, I'm watching it. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this guy's a, a computer. This guy's the computer geek. This guy, like he's, you know, <laughs> he's fucking strutting around. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I mean, the dialogue and, and certainly that kind of stuff is, is, is definitely scientific, but I'm like, his swagger doesn't quite match that. But other than that, I mean, it is, it's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant performance. Yeah, I, 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 I am, I'm pleased you noticed that ultimately it is, it is, it is true. And, and it is, I think maybe, again, I'll have to revisit Trans, uh, Transylvania <laughs> 65,000 to really compare the two. Uh, but, you know, he did uh, Into the Night with Michelle Pfeiffer, and uh, and he's kind of that guy, you know. Uh, so, uh, but this, in terms of a performance, in terms of a depth, and and that he go going from that sort of cocky scientist guy into the rageful, uh, uh, you know, frantic um, oh, early yeah. transformation into the. Uh, paranoid and sad and sort of uh uh lonely and scared you know scared. that arc yeah is, and he uh, is impressive. Which is the other thing is like he gets then he gets hope again because he thinks oh wait i got an idea and oh, yeah. and you can actually see that reflected too because it's not just a straight descent it really does go up and down and it, it's uh it's uh, again a, a, an amazing performance, and I also want to mention, and I, and I didn't know this until I kind of started looking up just some some stuff online. But um, uh, I didn't realize that Mel Brooks had produced it, but of course he left his name off the credits <laughs> because nobody wants to go into this thinking, "Oh, it's a Mel Brooks film. This should be funny." And then they get yeah, it's kind guys. of interesting. Brooks film. I, I saw that credit as well, and and thought, well, that's that's Mel Brooks. That's uh, you Absolutely. know, and certainly, uh, you know, other than really, you know, the other one that sort of sticks out. He he produced the the Elephant Man. Yes, uh, a couple of years prior, and everything else they really touched 
were basically Mel Brooks movies. So it just, I don't know why or how he got, you know, connected to those two particular movies. But I think it's interesting that this, you know, comedic genius, uh, you know, in history of the world, part one, you know, obviously uh, the peak <laughs> of his talent. Um, but it's interesting, those, the parallel in some ways between the elephant man and the fly, you know, uh, yeah. you know, tonally or, or, or certainly in terms of subject matter. So I didn't explore it. I have no idea why, but it's an interesting uh, correlation between the two. Absolutely. So I, I, any thoughts on uh, David Cronenberg? Obviously, uh, you know, made a, a big career in, in, in horror movies and, and genre movies for sure. Uh, I, you know, generally speaking, you know, since this movie and, and maybe even before having watched a, a little bit more of his stuff, uh, a pretty amazingly interesting Canadian uh, director, you know, kind of touches on some some pretty dark themes and, and you know, can clearly make a movie, uh, I would say, uh, you know, very uh, impressive body of work. Do you have any David Cronenberg thoughts? I'm, I'm, you know, I, it's funny. I never really got into David Cronenberg, uh, even though I'm a massive fan of this of this movie. Um, it just, I never, uh, I just never got, uh, just, I didn't follow it. I, I, uh, I sort of more, I guess, stuck with Goldblum than I did with Cronenberg. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I don't really have, I don't have a, a whole lot. I did certainly didn't have any experience that I know of beforehand. Uh, of seeing any of his, any of his stuff. Uh, so this was kind of my introduction to it. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, off the top of my head, I, re I really don't, I don't think I really did much uh, with Cronenberg, to be honest. Well, a couple of years before this movie, he came out with Scanners and The well, Dead Zone. Yeah. And so, Scanners, I should say, yeah, Scanners was actually my, was probably my introduction, being that, uh, that indel I had that indelible image of that that exploding head of Michael Ironside uh, from a pretty young age. So yeah, I actually, sorry, I, I kind of blanked on scatter scatters, mm -hmm. uh, which which may be uh, something we visit uh, later on because uh, uh, that is uh, that is uh, one of my first earliest memories of just that kind of gore is, is the exploding head. You know, I don't know that I've ever actually seen Scanners in its entirety, but I do very much remember and 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 recognize the exploding head. So uh, when we do eventually uh, travel down that path, it'll be interesting to sort of see it in its context, because all it is to me is, a, a ironically, a, a floating head. I know, <laughs> the, I know, uh, I know, I know I've it. seen all of it, but I only think I think I've only ever seen it once. Uh, sure. It was a while back. Um, but yeah, so it would be interesting to revisit that. But yeah, Cronenberg, I forgot, uh, was uh, was uh, uh, directed that one. So uh, yeah, so I did actually have some some uh, some but uh, experience with him. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I never really followed him along. I never saw Videodrome, which I heard was also a, a good, uh, a nice one. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of got into him later. Post The Fly, I think, was where uh, I ended up sticking with him because I, I really liked Dead Ringers. I really liked Naked Lunch. Crash was very messed up. Uh, uh, <laughs> Existence, History of Violence. These are all kind of movies that he ended up making in the next like 10 or 15 years that I, yeah, I ended up gravitating towards a pretty good, a pretty interesting uh, career uh, and still going. So that's really well, kind of cool. I may, I may have to play catch up because I don't think I've seen any of those movies. <laughs> Some better than others, but always kind of interesting. He also is a 
you know, as an actor at times, and he shows up in a movie I love called uh, Last Night. Uh, he showed he, up in this movie. As I believe a he, he play, yeah, he played the gynecologist. Or I guess the obstetrician. I don't know. Whoever gives the birth. Uh, yeah. He was between Gina Davis's legs, so it's one or the other. <laughs> exactly. He's the one. He's going in there. He's getting what the title is. He's getting it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like I said, I love the opening of this movie. Um, yeah. I love, I love the fact that the first thing that you see is Jeff Goldblum's face, and he says, "I'm basically, I've got an invention that's going to change the world." And yeah. I'm like, "And I'm in." Yep. It took it took a minute and a half, and or thirty seconds to a minute, and I'm I've I bought into the movie. Uh, it just and 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 the, that whole conversation, just I was like, "Okay, I want to see where this goes." And it's no lead up. There's no fucking, you don't know, you know, you find out later where they are, but there's no setup. It's just like, here's the deal. <laughs> Let's go back. I want to show you my pods. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we're, and we're, and we're off, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. They, they, yeah, they the, the first teleport within 10 minutes. That's the thing. I, I've got these little time markings. So that I was, uh, again, just noting all the time about how, just how fast paced, and not even necessarily fast-paced in terms of editing or even in, in terms of, uh, you know, blink and you'll miss it. Uh, you know, it's not like it's a, a, a deluge or a barrage of images or any of that nature. What it is, though, is incredibly concise filmmaking. You know, it is, yeah. it is, it, there is very little fat uh, in this movie. You know, it, it comes in, it's, a, it's an hour 40, give or take, and, 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 there's not, just not a wasted moment to your point, you know, I mean, ultimately the, the plot is if anybody you know needs to know uh, a scientist has developed a teleportation system uh, uh, in his lab and his goal is to change the world forever. He meets a journalist, Gina Davis. And the idea is that they'll work together to uh, basically expose the technology to the world. Uh, he's been working on it for a while and, and, and wants to uh, show it. And then in one uh, teleportation snafu, uh, he ends up, uh, well, he ends up being spliced. <laughs> uh, yeah. It goes wrong. And, uh, and then the movie kind of uh, takes its journey from there. But I agree in terms of the first scene, you get much information or at least the hints of information. You get the meat cute, as I said, between the two. So there's no fat in that. There's no push pull. There's no anything. He immediately okay. says, "I'm going to change the world," and she kind of cleverly says, "Well, everybody says that, right? Like I'm at a, I'm at yes. a, you know, I've got three other interviews, and they all tell me the same thing." And his great response is, "Yeah, but they're lying." Yeah, exactly. I'm you know, the one I, who can actually do it. Yeah, but it's actually, yeah, exactly. It's going to be me. It's going yeah. to be me, and. I think the hard cut right to like, and, and just and actually now that I go back, it's really also funny. This movie yeah. is, is really got some very, very funny uh, and mostly just sort of lines, you know, some looks, uh, but yeah. mostly lines, you know, there's that great line right at the very beginning where Gina Davis is something like, uh, you know, you don't get out much <laughs> or something. And he, he, he says to her, uh, you can tell that, you know, <laughs> like I yeah, you know, you, I'm not. I'm so transparent, you know, that you can't see that. And I just think, what a funny line for a, again. And there's a bunch throughout the movie that continue to ground this relationship, the chemistry, the character, 
you know, it's not so uh, jarringly scary or so heavy handedly uh, dramatic, uh, but always kind of breaks that tension uh, at just the right times with just the right line. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, but I, I thought it was really, really clever. There's, there's a lot more humor in them than I even remember ever remember in the movie that just the little lines little clever little bits and sometimes it's not even necessarily humorous but it's just like little uh i have a uh there's a, a line of dialogue later on in the movie that i have a note about that we'll get to uh that i just think is absolutely fucking not only haunting but just brilliant um uh and i, I i'll save it for when we sort of get to that area um uh, or actually, you know, fuck it, we've already got over the premise, so it's not like it's spoiling anything. But when he says, I'm an insect that dreamt of being a man, and it was wonderful, but the dream is over, and the insect is awake, and then there's a great pause, and he just says, I'll hurt you if you stay. What a fucking yeah. haunting line of dialogue, where you, you know that it's, it's, it's taking over his brain, and he realizes it, that he wants to save her, and it's such a fucking brilliant moment. And I'm like, I love the dialogue in this, but there's so little, like, lines and little clever fucking humorous parts it's just great it's great script yeah i agree i think uh, that line i have notes for as well um it's astonishing sort of pathos right like this sort of you're really getting all pieces of this of this guy right like you and i think that's what's interesting about the the, the transformation in general i think what ends up happening is you're always aware of Brundle inside, right? Yeah. Like you, you, like the, the actor and this again, goes down to performance, but also in terms of structure and in terms of just the way that it's presented, there is always up until the very, very end, uh, a sense of Brundle in it, uh, in the fly, transforming into the fly, you know, all of that stuff. And I think that those lines and that scene in particular really nails that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's heartbreaking, uh, the acceptance of that, you know, as well, like the sort of belief that, you know, I, I, this is me now, you know, I used to be this yeah. other thing, but that was just, this is reality. Um, and the acceptance of that and, and the sort of, you know, leaning into it, let's say. And then also the realization when she's like, you know, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're trying to say. Right. Like it's basically get away from me. Yeah. You know, I, I, you I, yeah. You, you like, can't, you don't here. understand that you know what he's what he's talking about insect politics and there's no such yeah. thing because the, their instinct they're not they're, there is no politics in their life yes. and all that it's just great I mean it's just brilliant stuff yeah. um, uh, again uh, so yeah the, the script and like I said throwing in those little bits of humor too even during those kind of really dark times when he's falling apart and he's got the institute or the uh, the historical you know records of the museum. We're, gonna, we're jumping ahead a little too much. I'd like to yeah, go back just, yeah. just to, uh, you know, some of the early scenes. I, I have a funny little, again, we're talking about humor. There is this bit of, you know, as much as uh, status, and we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more as well, but is a monster in every scene. Yeah. Um, you know, Goldblum starts out not that much better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this sort of like convincing her, come back to my place, come back to my place. I love the hard cut right from you know, the, 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 the meeting at the party to, right to yeah. they're in the car, you know, yeah. uh, and they get there. And again, this is about 12 minutes into the movie yeah. and they're at the telepods, right? They're introduced 
they show her. My the, one question just around. He actually unveiled, he shows the pods within five minutes. I looked at the clock because I was like, holy shit, she's already got, he's already showed her the pods. That was when he says, you've already seen them. That's five minutes into the movie. Like, that's, it's, it's a, so quick. It's great. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and my question is when asked for a personal item to, to test out the, the the pods yes she in all the infinite wisdom of things to possibly put through the pod <laughs> yeah she takes off a shoe <laughs> to take <laughs> off a stocking <laughs> to put the shoe back on i, I don't understand i was like why don't you just give him the shoe just give him the shoe i have i literally have that note just give him yeah. the shoe yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe, anyway. I don't know, Eddie Murphy will get that shoe back. Um, That's right. You know it'll come back. <laughs> it'll come uh, back. Or her purse or something. You know, here. Yeah. You know, what's more personal than your purse? You got all your shit in it. Then yeah. You everything's in it. So, yeah. It's I, very I thought, strange. I thought it was a very strange kind of thing, too. It's even a strange request, though, because I think to myself, like, this pod doesn't care about anything personal. Like, it, it could be, <laughs> yeah. right? The whole thing yeah. is that it's inanimate object. So, it could have been any brick. Yeah. It, it doesn't care. It, it could have been anything the in the in, in the in the apartment, which is why, again, I think well, Goldblum's a bit of a monster too. Right? I think yeah. this is maybe a product of nineteen eighties. But he's also uh, he's also kind of charming. I love the fact that he just starts playing the piano when they come in, and he's like, yeah. like he's almost scoring the scene to himself. So he's got he's got a weird character, but he, yeah, he's also he's, he is a little a little on the monster side. Um, yeah. Uh, but then again, I, I kind of feel like there was that underlying, like if that reporter had been a man, it would have been more, let's just talk about uh, the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think I think he was hoping for a little bit of both. Uh, then. Uh, he definitely got it. He got it. He definitely, definitely got it. <laughs> but then again, when you look at her options uh, and you got status <laughs> on the one side, yeah, like, like Okay, he might be a little creepy, but this other guy, I'm telling you. First of all, the one thing I don't like, and, and, and this is a trope that I hate, drives me crazy in every movie, where, you know, someone says, I saw something, and they go, no, you didn't. I don't believe that. You know, yeah. like, you must have been uh, hallucinating, or it's a, he's a con man, or he's a magician, and you're like, oh, but I was there, you know, and you're trying to yeah. explain. And the whole time, like, you write, you fucking edit, you publish. A science magazine. Yes. Scientists are curious. Scientists yeah. think of shit and go, oh, really? Like, I don't understand how you go to a scientist and say, I just saw a guy teleport something. And even <laughs> if the scientist thinks it's a joke, you'd think you'd go, well, I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't see... I don't see someone that writes a, edit, like, or publishes a science magazine saying, ah, you're just crazy. When it comes yeah. to something like that. Well, I, I also think ridiculous. it is ridiculous and it's made even more ridiculous by the fact that, you know, in other horror movie tropes, as you say, it is often a stranger telling another stranger yeah, what is exactly. happening. So there is no built in trust. You know, I can maybe accept like, you know, the cop hears the 13 year old kid saying I, they just killed my uncle. Well, <laughs> I don't know this 13 year old kid. You're a weirdo. You're you know, I've got bigger problems. Forget it. But yeah. they a had a relationship. And B, like, has been doing this job for a while. So, like, what yeah. benefit does she have to lie yeah. uh, about 
and after having gone to a science fair, right? Like I just Being yeah, I agree. There to cover it and coming back and saying, well, this is something I found out at that fair. Oh fuck, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, never happened. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't understand that. And then the, the fact that that he shows up at her house in her Take a shower. Like she's literally, and he's like, and he's like, I was in the neighborhood and I felt scummy. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and no remorse, no remorse, no idea that this like how invasive she's. And this is like a bit of a kind of a tropey reveal. Like, like how'd you get in here? Well, I have a key. Remember, right? Like, oh, okay, they had a thing, right? There's a bit of a, a foreshadow and so forth. Yeah, it's a bit funky. She's like, I should have changed the locks. And he's yes. like, I know, you, I, I knew you wouldn't have. I was like. Change the locks. Just tell me, giving you the fucking key back in yours. Yeah, and then she says, "Give me the key." <laughs> Give me the key. And then just, no, and she's okay. Fine. Yeah, like then just leave, right? Like I just none of that makes any sense to me. It is obviously a product, uh, a bizarrely uh, obscene. Uh, 80s yes. male perspective on female relationships. It's, it's so crazy. I'm like. How is this a okay? Second of all, why is he being such an asshole? Like yeah. he's like, you want me back? No, I don't. Well, no shit, she doesn't. You're fucking, you're acting like a douchebag. Yeah, well, it's you, uh, want to be with you anyway. He's, he's just a terrible character. A terrible <laughs> monster of a man, monster and continues to stalk and yeah. and and berate this woman for the duration of the movie, and then yeah. somehow. Tries to play like, hero. Eyed and ranting, and I'm like, Jesus, but this guy, you should be fucking getting a restraining order. Fuck the, fuck changing the locks. Yes, it's a real, it's a real problem. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And and this is a relationship. I just wrote like relationship is messed up. <laughs> this doesn't yeah, belong. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that I, kind know, of goes I back. Why you'd want to take the fly over that motherfucker? You know. I could, I, I might be able to get used to all the, the cancerous tumors and the, <laughs> the weird hairs. I might be able to get that. Yes, yes, exactly. But <laughs> by, by trade off, it's certainly a better deal. So then we kind of at that point <clears throat> we've seen the the stalking. They've kind of come to this pact, and now it's about live subjects. Now it's it's trying to figure out uh, what happens. Right? He kind of intimates that he hasn't gone through himself, and he needs to. Give that a yeah. try. He's working on these baboons, and, and and my first question is, where do you get these baboons? He tries a, a couple of different ones, yeah. And I I wonder just how readily available baboons are for uh, for testing. Yeah, Maybe I mean, you can't, you can't get mice. I thought that was what the scientists used mice. Yeah. Why are you going out to get it? Why are you getting like a giant, like a big animal? Why aren't you getting just? A, you don't need a big animal. You need anything that's living. So yeah, I thought well, that was a little, a little bizarre, but I do absolutely love. The inside out baboon. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's the first real bit of, of sort of gore slash yeah. horror of the movie, and wow, it delivers. Uh, uh, from the holds up. Yes, true. It's, yeah, it's really well done. That whole sequence is astonishing. Right again, you're dealing with the smoke, and you're trying to peek in. He gets low, and he's I, and, and like the just the the bloody the stump. Uh, the bloody stump kind of hits the glass, right, and leaves a mark. And that not only a jump scare, yeah. though thankfully not with a crappy uh, music stinger, you know, like you would see 10 years later. 
yeah. right? But just a, a just a moment, a jump, a, a scare, and then yeah, the the reveal of this, like you said, I mean, ultimately an inside out uh, baboon resting on the ground. It, it's gross. It's sad, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought so good, so effective. Now I have to say, it's as as horrific as that is. Gina Davis gets really fucking horny after that, <laughs> and it's it's like zero to a hundred because <laughs> all of a sudden she's like, "Let's fuck." And I thought that's the weirdest. She's like, "I want to buy steaks and shit." Uh, make steaks, and then it's like, no, nah, fuck time. Uh, it's after, it's not after that one, it's after the second one, it's after the successful one. Oh, sorry, that's right, that's right, sorry, I have yeah. the, the notes out of the, out of order. Yeah. That's right, because I was like, I was like, it's such a weird place, <laughs> but I did notice that it, she, uh, she didn't seem all that interested in, in anything until all of a sudden she was. Yeah, that that character again. It is definitely the the Goldblum Gina Davis show, but yeah. uh, but it is more so the Goldblum. I mean, Gina's character is not uh, incredibly well written necessarily. I think her performance is better than the than the than the writing. Yeah, um, it just it seemed to me like it just seems like up until you know, it, it seemed like more of a of a straight up journalist kind of scientist thing. And then all of a sudden it, it just, all of a, she's like, I want to eat you all up. And I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck? Where yeah. She goes, a, she goes a little bit, uh, she, goes she goes a little to, horny. Uh, you got to respect like real fast. I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, sure. A little flirting or whatever else and the stalking or whatever, but now she's like straight up, uh, fuck me right now. Like I, let's do this. Um, and I'm like, wow, that it seemed to be just a real quick, uh, thrust into that into that uh, change in relationship, but you know, of course, you're dealing with Jeff Goldblum here, so I can understand. yeah, and a successful one, uh, you know. So that <laughs> I thought was interesting. I, I really liked the interview. I like that he's sort of she's trying to pull uh, you know pull pull out of him in the post uh, disaster uh, uh, teleportation of the baboon, right? And sort of asking, yeah. you know, what is you know, how does this feel? You talk about it, you know, and whatever. And he's like, well, fuck is how I feel. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm screwed up. I messed up, you know, all this stuff. Uh, I thought again, he's just great. Yeah. And then ultimately that sort of, again, it's funny to me, the, the, I don't want to waste my brain power on clothes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I've often said that, uh, uh, when I was working at jobs with uniforms and so forth, I was like, well, this is great. Uh, and I would be unenvious of of those that had to like have you know, for lack of a better term, like a real job where you had to like dress up for work every day, thinking like, how many golf shirts do I need to own, and like, does this does this color go with that, and so forth. I was like, well, I'm by no means a genius, but I I could appreciate a closet full of the same thing. I used to joke I had four red shirts, four green shirts, and four blue shirts, yeah, and 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 three different shades of khaki. <laughs> was those yeah. were. That was my. Uh, that was like when, when he when he references Einstein there. I had actually heard the same thing. So I, it was one of those when I first saw the movie. I was like, hey, I knew that fact. So it was kind of like me and Jack were on the same level. So I, I really I connected with him <laughs> in, in that in that moment. Basically, I think the flesh stuff you're talking about with the, the eat you up and stuff. She does sort of transition to that really fast, and it is unfortunately. I think it's really just 
It's because it, he it, has to be jealous it, enough to do what he does. Uh, it needs to get him to the point where now he's attached because otherwise, why would he be so jealous and you know do something so stupid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also, so I think it also is just the, it's the trope that says, uh, you know, uh, he the issue is the flesh, right? He's like, I haven't told the computer about anything of the flesh. I haven't taught it. Yeah. I haven't, you know, he, he, and he, that yeah. even just exactly. and so using those words, Gina Davis is it really just kind of a flir- furthering the plot sort of situation. But yeah, uh, she's like, oh well, if I fuck, he's going to get the solution. <laughs> yeah, I mean that relationship is it, it, again very. It's no, it's no surprise that they were dating uh, during and after uh, this movie because I, I think their chemistry is certainly there. Yeah. Um, did you think that uh, the stakes would? I, what I would have done was tell her, not tell her. I would have done like a bit of a, a coke test, uh, the Pepsi, yeah. the Pepsi taste test. The Pepsi uh, taste <laughs> I love the yeah. steak scene. I, I like the whole idea of it. I like the the. I just, I, again, it was kind of like the, the scientist. I, I love the, the idea that he's like, wait, I figured it out. And even though it's kind of not explained in any way, why does it do this? I like, I, I, I got the, uh, I just like the idea of like one not being right and one being, uh, I just, I just really uh, enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. that scene. And I always liked it. I like the performance. I like Gina Davis's. Uh, I like how she switches the stakes. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, very clever. Like, well, I'm hungry. I'm gonna have a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I love that whole scene. So, okay, so now we basically had a two, a, a fully successful uh, transportation or teleportation. Yeah. And we've had the meet cute, set up the relationship, and it is. 30 minutes into this movie. Yeah, exactly. We're like, already, yeah. We're 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 uh, coming up on the big event and we're we're yeah, we're we're still in the first third. <laughs> well, when you talk about when you talk about a, a like a three act structure, right? I mean, this is a, yeah. a, a screenwriting gem with that regard. You've <clears throat> you've set the table, right? And yeah. so you have your sort of uh inciting incident, you know, yeah. uh, uh at the 30-ish minute mark, 35 minute mark, which is almost exactly a third of the way into this movie to yep. set up your second act. Uh, it's, yep. it's just great screenwriting and, and, and great storytelling because at, the, at this point she goes back to status status to <laughs> sort of confront his megalomaniacal uh, behavior. And, uh, and he is jealous and drunk and says, screw it and does it himself. And this is where uh, we have a problem. <laughs> there is definitely a problem. There is a problem, oh, and, and, this... and I love, and I do uh, love that during that steak scene, they do introduce that fly. You see the <clears> absolutely buzzing around the baboon. So you're like, you know, if you've seen the title of the movie, you're like, well, what <laughs> happened with that thing? Yeah, it's a, it's 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 just great foreshadowing. It's really interesting stuff, and then. I'll say, and this that when he goes into the pod and then comes out, it is like he's a god. The, yeah. the he is ripped up, oiled yeah. up, like it is. Uh, it's just like holy. Sh- in terms of a transformation, you get a couple in this movie. It turns out right because yeah. though never uh, uh, schlubby. You know, but he comes yeah. out of that pod, and you're like, something is different. You know, in yeah, his yeah, mannerism, in his yeah. 
it's, you can uh, just tell that that he's uh, he's been altered. Um, yes. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's and again all down to, to Goldblum, you know, just his stance and the way he even the way he walks changes. You know, like he yep. becomes gets a more of that swagger to him. Like he's confidence. He's he's got like he said he thinks he's he's been you know augmented because he's been taken apart and put back together. Uh, yeah, basically that perfectly. And I think that's even interesting in terms of teleportation because what it isn't, it isn't just a teleportation. It is a disintegration and reintegration. And I think there's yeah. something when he references that earlier, I think it's a subtle point, but to a, maybe a layperson, you know, uh, it, it, it deconstructs and reconstructs. It is not just a one for one, you know, uh, uh, A to B. Uh, transportation and I think that's obviously comes into play later um, but it, it helps when he comes out well why is he different or how is he different and clearly the everything about him changes and you think for the best right and then he's sort of yeah. bizarrely doing these sort of gymnastics and he's right like he's gotten so much more yeah. strength and this and that um, it's Stand a pretty, a, it's like a pretty when great he, when he's trying to when, he, when Gina's like we can't keep fucking like you can't have any more fluids oh. in your body. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready to quit, you know. But he and he, you know, he starts putting the the sugar on the coffee, and he's just like ranting a, a mile yeah. a minute, and you know, trying to uh, you know get her on board, and and uh, you know, you're a, you're a drag, you know, and and yeah. uh, uh, you're you're uh, you know, you can't keep up with me anymore, you know. Uh, exactly. You you have to go through so that you can, yeah. And that's when he starts trying to push that on her, and and of course she can tell well, something's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the signs now. Like those first, those first few signs, you kind of think like, oh, those are positives, right? Like again, from yeah. a layperson, from an audience perspective, right? Like, oh, more energy and better gymnastics, and you know, he's yeah. got some sort of Viagra situation before it was ever a thing. <laughs> uh, you know, all of those things are really, you know, kind of like positive things, and then you see the subtlety of the sugar. You know, uh, would you like yeah. some coffee with your sugar, right? Like, uh, yeah. there's little pieces that start to kind of fall into what's going on. And these, the hairs, obviously, is another great scene. And and yeah. then, you know, they sort of, uh, when he had their sort of big fight and all the sort of talk about, you know, the you have a fear of the flesh, you know, and like ranting about the sort of penetration of the, the, the you know, the ooze and the, you know, yeah. the... The plasma Those pool. Of, the plasma pool, yeah. Those kind of, the plasma pool. It's just such a a bizarre breakup scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like so effective. It's like how a scientist would, would break up with somebody, you know? It's like, yeah. uh, here's a bunch of words you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, of course, you know, he goes out uh, to, to find uh, someone who will be willing to go through with him and, and keep up with him and, and it leads to that great bar scene uh, where he does his best uh, Stallone over the top. Uh, that's right. That's right. And, that, and, I think uh, it may have even been that year. I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like over the top was around that year, 86. Uh, our wrestling was a big thing in the mid 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monaco uh, Gold yeah. certainly uh, and, and believed another, it. Another great effect. I mean, uh, the compound fracture. I mean, that, uh, that thing. You know, I, I always looked real to me when I was a kid. But even now, I was like, yeah, wow, that it's still, you know, it still holds up. It doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look too hokey. 
No, it's just the right amount of blood. It's not like yeah. gooey and, and oozing out or whatever else. That that bone looks very real. Everything about it. And even you get a little bit of that pussy feeling or, you know, as he's gripping yeah. really tight. So, again, there's this, you know, and his face is all messed up. You're seeing this transformation, and, and, and it's and it's really great makeup. Local never doesn't like he's just staring at him the whole time yeah and it does not look like just calm like just absolutely like the, and you can tell like it's not even an effort for me it's i'm you know uh yep. again you can and, and the african like this guy's fucking you can see the pain and everything else he doesn't and, and my favorite thing is he fucking snaps the wrist yep. stands up yeah puts his hands up in the air grabs the woman and just leaves yeah, that's it. Just like hands up the whole time too. Like I did that, uh, but it wasn't me. It wasn't like I, I didn't do it on purpose. Like, Somebody fix this man. I'm just here for the girl. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty great. And I like the line where he's he talks about when he finally gets back to the apartment, and you know he says something like, uh, "I want you to go through." And she's like, "No, I'm scared. I want to do that." And she, he says, "Well, it'll make you feel sexy." Right. Like, so clearly he's, you know, yeah. and that, frankly, if you just looked at the first moment of him getting out of that pod the first time or yeah. you'd think, yeah, OK, <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. Uh, gives you a bit of a, it does give you a bit of a shy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. All right. That's, that's a, little, a little sexy for sure. Um, and that's when the great line is sort of be afraid, be very afraid. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's a trailer line. Uh, there's not a one of the very, you know, it's one of the very best, I would say uh trailer lines for for any movie um and uh <clears throat> it's it's fantastic and she just kind of goes away this is my mother <laughs> you know all that kind of yeah. stuff and yeah, that yeah. kind of sets up the third act yeah absolutely you know that's right. that's ultimately uh you know the you're jealous you know you've seen right that they another sort of big big fight sequence that's about an hour in and that sort of sets up the next yeah the next thing and 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 the next thing is great because it's it's basically Goldblum's descent. His his uh, you know br uh, it's Brundle learning that he's no longer Brundle. He's Brundle Fly. That's right. Uh, which is an amazing. Again, uh, I love that scene where he's talking to the computer. And he's like, "Well, what what happened?" And and yeah. you know the computer's like, "Well, there's a couple things there." And he's like, "Well, what did you do with them?" So well, I don't know. Just put them together. And he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, <laughs> and, and that yeah. That realization, that scene, yeah. even though just words, but a, a look on his face and just the the, the, the the camera sort of resting on that shot long enough to let it sort of sink in yeah. that it didn't, you know, did uh, ask, you know, did Brent, did Brundle uh, absorb fly? Yeah. Right. Like, and no. No. <laughs> yeah. And it basically just means they fused the genes yeah. and i just yeah. thought well fusion. that one word when it says what well, what happened and it says, yep. says fusion yeah that's the moment and he goes oh and he realizes that he's probably fucking dead um yep. or or some certain or worse um that's it and then and we get out know, I, it turns out i didn't build a teleportation file i built a gene splicer a really good one you know again mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's kind of sad humor it's a very dark kind of humor to yeah. it yeah it's again acknowledging the reality by trying to find some sense of, of lightness if they could, and I think yeah. you know that uh, that fusion scene is pretty amazing. And then we get a bit of a time cut again because there's no wasted moments in this movie, yeah. you know. 
uh, it cuts to about a month later or so, and she gets the phone call, and he's got that great line that just says, like, I used to be afraid to see you, and now I'm afraid not to, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm changing. You know, uh, it's happening. That, you know, that's helping, another you know. one of those haunting conversations, because you realize, yeah. it's like, she hasn't heard from him. She's, you know, she's obviously moved on, but then, you know, out of nowhere, he gets these calls, and all those feelings come back, and the fact that he's like... I need you. Like, I don't yeah. know what to do anymore. And when yeah. she's even, he is so scared at the same time and desperate. But, you know, I love the whole, that whole, you know, showing you how to eat, how he's eating. Oh, like, gosh. Like and that acknowledging whole, that that's disgusting, right? Like, like he yeah. hasn't had to uh, explain it to anybody in a month. Yeah. And now that he's with somebody, he almost doesn't even notice, right? He's sort of like, yeah. you know, does it and then says, Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's so disgusting. Sorry. You know, yeah. like, and, and then at the end of all that, she's like, I'm so scared. You know, I, yeah. uh, uh, and, and she hugs him. <laughs> that, I mean, that is some love because he's really, really nasty. I got to tell you, I, the whole time I was, I, I couldn't stop thinking about Paul Moody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, get the white woman because I'm like, you know, she's like, I love you. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Covered in it's, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going in for that hug because I was like, I, I don't know if I'd hug him. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty nasty, but uh, you kind of have to set up, you know, I yeah, guess I some mean, level yeah, of. You have to set up that there's feelings there or else the rest of it doesn't quite work. Yeah, there's nothing else <laughs> after that. You know, but... I think I'm done. <laughs> it's yeah. a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, again, just a great makeup and, 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 that's his ear falls off. Like, you know, that's just a really yeah. great showcase for not only those performances, those twitches and twicks and ticks that he's getting, the, yeah. the, the stuff sort of falling apart and so forth. We talked about before, uh, the, the scene where he's pulling his own fingernails out, that makeup is incredible. It's so it, good. It, it yeah. does not appear as though, you know, he's doing, you know, those look like his hands, you know, and, no, and exactly. just another example. The losing the teeth, all of that. It's yeah. it's It's so... It's not only it's horrible, it's horrifying, but it's it's yeah. it's it's it, the effect is done well. His reaction is perfect. You know, yeah. uh, you can almost see the sadness, like when he see when the teeth go, and he yeah. realizes he, he, there's a sadness in his eye, and and you can see that right through the makeup, which yeah. is again why uh, I think it was almost criminal that he didn't get recognized more for that for that role. Um, yeah, as far I think as you're right. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean he. Uh, he he plays that so well, and and again now the next time you see him, he's also better. You know, he's climbing the walls. He's now adapting. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I've accepted this, so now I'm going to see what this has brought me. You know, because before he was walking with the sticks and he looked really terrible. Yeah. Now yes. he's more mobile. He's you know, moving around uh, uh, and that kind of stuff. So you know, he's got kind of renewed hope almost. Uh, so I yeah. get, and you can really tell that it's it's amazing performance. Yeah, <laughs> it's the maggot dream. <laughs> it's really it's really a, a, a spectacular thing, and uh, you know, obviously, this has turned into a bit of an hour long gush, but it's really phenomenal. Uh, that the makeup is great, but his performance really just uh, it goes so far and over and above uh, what the makeup can do, and the work uh, the two do uh, in conjunction is really spectacular. And I agree, like there is that sort of, and this is that paradox, right? There's that feeling of, you know, he is, you know, part fly and, and part Brundle. And as a result, there is that inner turmoil. And I think it feels, you know, it exists in the moments where 
the fly is, you know, dominant. And that's when he's sort of walking on the walls and the ceilings yeah. and doing that bit of business. And when it's Brundle dominant, you see the fear, this, the terror and uh, the anxiety that comes with his teeth and his fingernails yeah. and his ear, you know, he's so embarrassed yeah. even, you know, ears, yeah. that it's happening. Right. And he has yeah. to, you know, that this is a thing. So uh, it's really a, a fascinating performance with some great lines, uh, again, really touching on, uh, you know, the, the filth of it, you know, and then status gets, gets a, a great moment of uh, a, a more prickish behavior around the idea that uh, Gina Davis is pregnant and he's yeah. like, well, we can wait and see. Let's have a look. Let's see what, you know. Because yeah. uh, I'm sure he's thinking, there's a story here. What if she gives birth to a fly? Right. And it's late at it's night. Fun. I don't want to be inconvenienced. You know, like, let's just do it in I the morning. You know, get a good night's sleep. And yet she's terrified. And he's like, <laughs> begging. Begging yeah. him. You know, like, just after what she has seen. Give this chick a break. Get her to the doctor. God damn it! Yeah. You know what's happening. What did, you, what did you think about the dream the, with the with the the birthing the maggot? Uh, you know, it's it's really the thing that sticks out to me as as a, as the most unnecessary thing in the movie. Yeah, uh, I, I think no one believes that she was giving birth, so it's a it's a premeditated dream sequence in a time yeah. where it doesn't really need it. I think it's a good use of an effect. I yeah, guess the effect is great. It was a, it's a nice little scare. Uh, uh, but even little, actually the reveal of the effect is actually less good what i do like is the panic of the faces of the doctors yeah right where yeah, it's like there's, there's more yeah there's that's more what, oh yeah, my gosh what i love yeah uh but, yeah, but the, the actual effect itself the maggot it's not that interesting <laughs> no no um it, but, it, but it, i would say it's about the only thing in the movie that doesn't deliver it's true because of course that leads to uh you know while she's in the hospital the big kidnapping which is a great again one of those great kind of moments when she's just sitting there and then you just see the shadow coming oh, yeah. up to the glass and then the big and then the, of course the big orchestral um you know cue comes in uh and, and he kidnaps Gina takes her back doesn't bring her in no <laughs> outside which I thought was interesting um where of course Stathis comes to rescue her which leads to a couple of my favorite effects I got to say, the dissolving hand and leg. Oh, uh, the best. The best. Oh, it's so, and you know what? I don't know what they were kind of thinking because when that happens, I don't know if they want you to be sympathetic towards status. I was like, good. Burn yeah. That. <laughs> Get that, melt that motherfucker. Like, that's what I, I was feeling because I'm like, this guy's a monster. I kind of want him to get dissolved. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we obviously need him. So uh, I just thought it was a very strange <laughs> mixture of feelings because I was like, no, I, I think I'm, I'm fine with him getting this and <laughs> melted off. But yeah, I thought the, the effects was wonderful. I, I love that it holds on that effect for a long time. Uh, yeah. Really showcasing what that, what that looks like and feels like. And as a performance, as much as the guy is obviously a monster, uh, <laughs> I bought that this guy was dying or you know oh, was yeah. in so, was, so much yeah. pain that oh, performance yeah. i thought was really solid and it, it, it happens again with the leg which i think is even better yeah because i think the first kind of happens by accident uh to an audience i mean but the yeah. second looks so premeditated and yeah. intentional uh that uh that 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 is even a, and it's a bit of even a better effect because he's holding the foot and he's almost like pulling it off like he's you know he's yeah. almost enjoying himself Rundle is 
Yeah, exactly. Well, at that point, he's toying with it. He's like, "Ooh, I like yeah. this. Let's see what else I could do." Yeah, no, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's such a great that whole ending is just a great sequence. But but that effect in particular uh, was always a standout to me. Yeah, I also kind of thought it was interesting, just from a, a, a discussion point of view. Just it was interesting that his solution is we'll just merge because the computer suggests, right? Yeah. And this is kind of where I thought well, status you know may have been kept alive for on his per, you know in his end you know as a as a pure subject and maybe kind of just merge those two but that's sort of where my head goes and instead it's yeah. no no me you and the baby will be the know, ultimate, sort of ultimate family, family. Yes. Uh, I, love I thought that. wow that's fascinating and really such curious a, you know? such a dark idea too like we're gonna yeah. use the three of us together and we'll be the ultimate family like oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. there's something it's pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up. And then, you know, ultimately, you know, with Status's last gasp, you know, sort of saves Gina from the splicing and then the, you know, it's, it's Brundle and the pod and the actually turning into the fly. We only have a couple of minutes left, but the, that transformation sequence as well is goddamn so good. It's so good. Yeah. Everything breaking apart. The eyes. Oh, yeah. the eyes oh, and the face bursts as they yeah. burst. It's so, it's so perfect. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. The the effects work in this movie is really incredible. And then you get a uh, a lonesome death of Jordy Verrill yeah. uh, type of ending. You know uh, that great moment again where you see you don't see anymore, but Brundle is still in there. Yeah, and she doesn't want to do it, and he grabs it and like raises <laughs> the gun. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's fantastic. I got to tell you though, again when she was. <laughs> When she's pointing the gun, like I can't do it, and I'm like, really? He's yeah. fucking this, after this pod. He's got yeah. fucking parts of the pod coming out of him. He's yeah. obviously in pain. There's no coming back from this, and you yeah. still can't shoot him. I was like, Mooney was right. This is this is this is crazy. Yeah. I was like, and no, I mean, and, and he did he did melt her ex boyfriend as well. So. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you know, he could be coming. You don't know. He's, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, just. I think. I think it. Yeah, it was a, a little ridiculous. And I have to point out. Also, no fat on the background. There's no six months later. This is what happened. This is what it's fucking shooting. Dead fucking credits. <laughs> that is another thing. There are two other movies that I adore uh, that have that type of ending and. Uh, and uh, a man called Adam with uh, Sammy Davis Jr., which is an incredible movie, uh, and all that jazz. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, there is this sort of it is over. There, yeah. it does not matter what happens next. Yeah, uh, we have. Yeah, it's like it's and it, 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 it makes it feel like it's just this is a slice of Gina Davis's life. <laughs> this is some crazy yeah. shit that happened to me. <laughs> It was nuts. Uh, it, I was surprised. I didn't remember it ending like that, but I thought, well, yeah, that's I how it ends. I don't like seeing Stathis later with his hand all bandaged or some shit. And I think that was maybe for the second movie, which is a whole new topic. But uh, oh, yeah. but I was yeah. I always thought there was something after, and all of a sudden it just went credits. So I was like, well, it starts like that. Fuck it, let's end it like that. Yeah, again, just no fat. This is just a, a real tight. Uh, it's as tight as Gold Blue. Goldblum's ass when he's humping the uh, the, the prostitute. It's, Absolutely, uh, it, he, he did get a, a nice showcase for his for his glutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, ultimately, I think we knew this movie 
very well, but I had not seen it in, in many years. So it was a nice watch and uh, pleasantly surprised uh, at the things I didn't remember and yeah. uh, still engaged by the stuff I did. It absolutely reminded me of how good a, an actor Goldblum can be when he's not just being Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's been amazing. So that that sums up the fly for this week. And uh, we'll chat with you next time with uh, another another classic. See you later. <laughs>